Hi there, and welcome to this episode of A Couple Takes on MS. Hi, I'm Dan Digman. And hi, it's me, Jennifer Digman. And we're A Couple Takes on MS. I'm walking. I'm rolling. But together, we're moving forward. And today, we're moving forward with inclusion, specifically inclusion of people with visible and invisible disabilities. That's that's a that's a big sticking point, and I we're we're just coming out with you know coming out swinging with this. Here, that's that's a tall love. that's a tall order to include people with differing levels of ability and to make sure that everyone's included. And and I, we're looking at this because it, it is it's an important topic all the way around, but um, it is just the uh, talking about inclusion. Um, because and this goes even beyond disabilities, but I mean, we're, we're being selfish here because obviously a couple takes on MS. So we are talking specifically about including people with disabilities. And I think this is where it's going beyond just the uh, surface, high level, if you will. I will. Okay, you're good that way. Thank uh, but, you. But beyond the surface level, it's really uh, talking more in terms of including people with disabilities. And uh, we have a definition here that the aim of inclusion is to embrace all people irrespective of race, gender, disability, medical, or other need. It is about giving equal access and opportunities and getting rid of discrimination and intolerance. And I think as being a person, and we've spoken about this in the past, who's dealt with weight issues my entire life, that was my first glimpse of inclusion, is I have, I love my friends, but they're all beautiful, and thin. Oh, you're beautiful, too. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, husband. You best be telling me that. (laughs) Just Hashtag kidding. I'm biased, you would um, say. But just the my weight has always been an issue. And weight is much more socially acceptable now than it was in the eighties or, you know, the nineties. But so that was my first kind of struggle with inclusion that you wanted you wanted to be with your friends and you wanted to be included on teams or going out to social events. And then, you know, I'm 23 years old and I get diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So I was included in a new population of people living with chronic illness. But five years later, I became a wheelchair user. So that reminded me again about exclusion or the importance of inclusion. And we, you know, what what, what you were talking about, what we're saying, I mean, obviously, we're not making this the big, big overall everything and including of everybody because this is that's an issue beyond anything we can do in a 25-minute podcast. But for us, talking then about inclusion, just um, really more socially and thinking in terms of like amongst friends, family, and just everyday living, everyday life. And I think that's where it gets... Um, sticky, or it's even more noticed. I mean, it's one thing when you're a person when you when you're a person living without a chronic illness, without a physical disability, without an invisible disability. Um, if you don't have that, and your friends don't include you, it's like it hurts. 
and then but then add that element of a disability and if you're not included then it's a question am i just not that good of a friend that i'm not getting included or am i am i not getting included because of my perceived disability and that's i mean that and that opens a whole nother element and world of of confusion and um angst and anxiety feeling under appreciated undervalued um because you don't know and it's a question of are you strong enough to ask the questions without making it an issue i think part of the reason that we're talking about inclusion is because we were christmas shopping Hope that everyone out there had a happy holiday. And so we were shopping at the holidays and we're cruising around Target and I saw a Santa Claus in a wheelchair, <laughs> a little ornament, uh, a little holiday decoration. And I thought, oh my goodness, Dan, we have to buy this because Santa in a wheelchair you don't see that every day and that felt so inclusive just wow and you know um that that sparked this conversation just how we can be included and how you know you dan often say don't make everything about multiple sclerosis and Right now, I'm making a lot of things about MS because I see a Santa Claus in a wheelchair and say, oh, let's talk about inclusion. But well, it's that it's seeing yourself. You know, I often joke, at going back to my weight, that Natalie Green on Facts of Life, I saw her and I was like, oh, my goodness, she gets me. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you, I'm sure there's there are male role models that you've seen growing up where you think they get me. We, it's just nice to be included or to have someone that you feel like you fit in with. And why, I guess, and then it's a question of why it's important or why is that important? I think we were out shopping and I'm, I'm tired. We, we had, we done a, we had done a ton of shopping that day and we're, we're like walking around target and, and I'm just like, I'm ready to go to the front of the store. And all of a sudden you're like, Dan, Dan, come here, come here. We have to buy this. And I'm like, dude, we, we just purged all of our Christmas decorations. We have no more room for anything. And I turned the corner on the kiosk and there was a Santa. And you didn't even have to point to what it was you were looking at. I saw a Santa in a wheelchair. And it's just like, well, of course, no questions that we're buying this. But it is a question, I guess, then... My question then, and I come is like, why is that important? And I, there's always this, or there's there's discussion and people who use a mobility advice and they don't want to be defined by their wheelchair. They don't. They say that that that's that's I'm not, I'm not my disability. But it's like, why then is that important for you, as a wheelchair user, to or a person who uses a wheelchair? to see a Santa in a wheelchair and say, that's me. Well, that's quite, kind of ridiculous now that you say it like well, that. Well, no, it's not ridiculous because uh, it is a big, I mean. It, it, I mean, Santa, yeah, whether I, we watched Elf, the movie Elf recently, and mm -hmm. whether you believe in Santa or you don't. And if you don't believe in Santa, then it doesn't matter. And if you do, 
Um, it's just the representation that I'm a person in a wheelchair. And even Santa could potentially have to use a wheelchair. You know, disability affects everyone. And so that seeing someone similar or somebody who gets me, I think maybe that's, I mean, what did you think as a person living with a chronic illness that that they're multiple sclerosis monster that could progress to the point where you could be a wheelchair user. I I think that seeing that and now now we're just getting getting all philosophical, but that's what we do. But we're just talking about why that's important. I think that it's um, I don't ever want to be defined by my by my MS by my. Dis- invisible disability. I mean, there's just things that you just nobody else sees, but it's almost like seeing uh, a Santa. Obviously, Santa presumably is not at the North Pole using a wheelchair. Um, how would how would his? Yeah, you know, we say how would he get down the chimney? Blah blah blah. <laughs> but it's like it's really just making it more so that it makes it like Santa is is in, inclusive of everyone that that it's like all of a sudden Santa's not necessarily disabled per se I don't know this but um just seeing that it's like Santa understands that it's like this is um this is just a, a, a visual representation I think that's when you know, we've talked about the difference between a visible and an invisible disability and what you um you know, that I, I appreciate being able to hide behind things that people don't see me and right away know that I have a disability. Um, but then for you that people see the wheelchair and then all of a sudden they're just like, they, they pass judgment right away. And so, um, but it's like, I think it's just to, to make that all of a sudden then part of the conversation, obviously, if we would have been in Target and saw just a stuffed Santa Claus on the shelf there were probably a billion of those but we did not see that we didn't pay attention to them but boom wheelchair santa this is part of the conversation this continues the dialogue and gets people talking about it and so we we will have a link because you wrote about that for our blog a couple takes on ms and we will have a link in the liner notes to go to jennifer's essay and the picture of mr claus in his wheelchair um i it also is it's nice that companies, we've mentioned Target, Target sees the disabled population, but it, you know, so many of us have that potential to need a mobility device or have family members or friends and Target sees that and realizes that's a valuable member of the member numbers in the population. Like we, we have to remember that there are kids unfortunately little kids that use mobility devices that need to see that just the same way as African Americans and they need to see a black Barbie doll or um, just different different minority segments of the population that it's important to see actors and actresses and models and for me to see a Santa Claus who who potentially sees this, you know, not depending on what you believe, real character, because I don't, well, never mind, it's not important. But just to see this character 
who 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 gets that i thought that was really important and it was fun it was so fun well he's on he was on our mantle on uh, and i think we'll have a permanent place on the mantle mm-hmm. uh for holidays you know indefinitely right mm-hmm. um and so this is this is just a question then um as we're talking about just the inclusion and being part of the conversation part of the element and so then it's just a question of how how much do we feel included in things in life and that's where um it it, it opens the door you know when i'm not included in things with friends mm-hmm. family and whatnot and and so it is a question it it it, it makes you wonder make me wonder am i not being included because i have ms because of i'm not fully able to do things as i once was um and and just a question of is it is it everybody is it my friends and family's responsibilities to ensure that the things we do are accessible and, and and where do you draw that line and what do you do? And I think that's, you know, those are, those are the questions. It's like, but then we, it's so odd that we have this podcast. We have a blog. We write about MS all the time, talk about it in certain places, but we don't make it part of conversations when we're with family and friends. And I mean, we do to a point, but we don't make it such a big thing so then is it are we are we not doing ourselves any favor by not talking about it because then how will friends and family know specifically what our needs are i I, would hope that they know what our needs are because they see what what struggles we go through what our day-to-day existence is and if there are friends they listen to us or we feel comfortable enough to share it um that's a good Good question, because neither one of us, Dan, wants to talk about MS with our family and friends all the time. That would be obnoxious and boring if all we did was talk about, oh, my myelin sheath, or I have a new, I have a new lesion, lesion or, T12, or I'm so fatigued, and there are other, there's a huge portion of my life that doesn't revolve around MS, although at times it doesn't feel like it, but I don't think... You know, if you have friends that have puppies, it's really fun to hear about the puppy, but the conversation has to navigate away from other things and the new puppy or the new baby or the new house. And they have to be, you know, mutual conversation. You're you're just opening things up because then it's then it is a question that okay, you talk about puppies, kids, whatever. And how much in conversations for a parent to say, oh, we can go out, but we're going to have to go home because we have to let our dog out or or, our kids only at the sitters for so long. And why is it seemingly so um, socially acceptable for people to leave because of kids, animals, things like that, other responsibilities? But then for those of us living with MS and a chronic illness, if we say we have to go home because of blank, you know, something relating to our MS, that is it like, then it's, it's deemed as a negative. 
That's a really to, to, you know to where it's just like oh well don't don't invite the people with the disability because they have to go home early. Well, but your it, friends are jerks. Well, well, well and, and you I'm, need to find new friends, right? Yeah. No, but but, but you, you, yeah, you hear what I'm see, saying. It's just I, like it's so socially acceptable. It's so socially acceptable, and that is a good point. If I have to go home early. Uh, I mean, if, if you um, now I'm just going on my, my little soapbox please. rant, but it's like if but if we have to go home early because the place we're at does not have an accessible <laughs> restroom, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, poor things, blah, 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 because they got I the am. disability and things. Never the, mind the fact that the place that we're at does not have an accessible bathroom. ADA is how old? Um, but, it, but you know, but it is. It's just like to where then all of a sudden. Do you feel judged? Whereas it's like if a parent or somebody has to leave for the kid or for the dog, all of a sudden, oh, that's okay. You guys have to go home because you have this. But it's like, is there not that understanding for people with a disability? Well, yeah, you invite Dan and Jennifer out. You best have some place we're going that's ADA, handicap accessible. I can go for a couple, three hours if they don't have a handicap accessible bathroom. Um, they best have a ramp. Just so you can even get into the joint. Exactly. So you can see why potentially we may not get invitations. And that stinks because you're right. The ADA has been in, it's been forever. Um, you know, is it a convenient I mean, I would hate to think that people, it's a convenient excuse. Oh, let's not invite the Digmans. All they do is, you know, that well, we they have, have to leave early. They have to leave early or we have to go to this place because they don't have good cheese or something. <laughs> I don't want to go to that restaurant. I, I, I would think our friends are better than that. Well, our they, family. And, and they are. They are. And I, yeah, exactly. I know that they are. So, but those are the realities and. I don't think any of us should feel sorry if we have to go home early. I know when we go out with our friends sometimes, they have to leave early. And it doesn't matter why they have to leave early. We just need to enjoy the time that we spent with them. Yeah. And that's what we need to focus on. Boy, Dan, that's... I, I unpacked a lot there. You, but, you, but, you know, did. just we had these these conversations, but it is just... And, you know, this, we have the best, the best of friends, but then, you know, I think there's a lot that goes with, because you read and you know, and you hear stories from other people within the MS and this, mm -hmm. you know, community of people who use mobility devices and you hear this and you're just thinking kind of that, that, that double standard. And I think, um, that, that, that these are just things just to generate the conversation and get people talking about and creating the awareness about, just these are the realities we face. And I think that's something where something that we've gotten good at and that we really try to do, it's almost, I don't want to um, go all like sports speak and say, we're going to flip the narrative and, and everything. But I think that's one thing because nobody understands our illness, our visible, dis invisible disability better than we do. It's like, taking the steps to create things that work for us and invite friends. Don't sit around waiting for friends to invite us to places. We're doing this. Bring people along for the party. Be proactive. And instead of waiting for the invitation, 
put it on your terms. That's a good tip, Dan. Just, you know, if you're if you're feeling, oh, my friends don't invite me out as much, well, invite them out. Or if the restaurant doesn't have it, is not accessible, find some place that is. Or as we've talked numerous times about our church, they didn't have a curb cut, so we made that happen. Or um, just, you know, if you go to a, a, a sporting event and they have not the best entrance, you, you go to the management, you see if they, maybe, you know, some restaurants. I, I know when we were in, boy, when we were down in tennis, oh, where was Oh, we were down, we were down in, um, in Kentucky. In Louisville. Yeah, yes. because, I mean, the, yeah, because the restaurant did not have an accessible entrance in the front, but they did around the back. And even once you got to the back, there was a good, like, two, three-inch step to get in. Their, their people went and they found the, the wood, the boards and everything that would make it so you could get your chair up into the restaurant. I think that's the big thing that we you know, people, people with, um, special needs, like, you know, especially in terms of remodeling and stuff, but it's just like, people want to help and people don't, I think that's where it's just like, we do what you can to, um, be, always be kind and people will, people will find a way to help. And take the responsibility. You know, that restaurant that we went to, they they were wonderful and they were so cordial and they did not realize, which is insane to think about, but they didn't. And all we had to say is, I want to come in here. And they did what they could to make it happen. And it did. And it was a great experience. And so if your family wants to continue having dinner at your grandmother's house that has five stairs to get in, say, uh, do you realize that my girlfriend can't go there? Oh, you know, it may not be that they're they're doing it just to leave you out purposely. It's just they don't know any better. So as much as you want them to extend an offer to you, you need to do your part and tell them what you need. And for you and me, you know, I love my parents very much, but their house is ridiculously cold sometimes and I just need and that's such a silly thing but when I get cold any of you out there living with MS some of you may understand when I get really cold my muscles get really tight really spastic and so I can just say to bump the heat up a little bit or or you knowing this I mean you you, you pack an extra sweatshirt you, you you stay warm um and it is it's like it's a shared relationship or a shared um, thing that it's just like, and nobody's, nobody's to blame. It's just like, how do we do, it's almost like you need to do, we need to do more to position ourselves to uh, respond to things in as much as it is to um, educate people. And I think that's a whole thing because I think of how much I would not be aware of if I did not have if I was not part of a community of people who need assistive devices, you know, mm-hmm. if, I, if I did not have multiple sclerosis, I would never think of some of this stuff. And, and, and I'm in this community. There still is so much that I lose sight of and I don't realize. And so that's, you know, it's just always 
continuing to educate people and be kind about it. Yeah. And we were talking about Santa in a wheelchair. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. And then previously, we've talked about the FAA reauthorization Mm -hmm. to make planes more handicap accessible. And I'm thinking, Santa is your sleigh ADA compliant. Well, it wouldn't be ADA, but just worldwide, (laughs) you know, accessible. And so that those are the things like we universal design and to make every everyone i don't want to say include everyone because there are some people you may just not really they may rub you wrong well, but yeah it's just like okay it has nothing to do with ability mm-hmm. disability whatever so like, i just don't like you and i'm just <laughs> like I, I i can live with that you know i absolutely but just to make to level the the playing field. I like that. You know, and I'm not I'm I'm not one to leave people out or to like to be left out. So if the, if the playing field is level, and just so that everyone can feel more comfortable and can be included, make it about my personality, not about my ability or about my mobility impairment. Right. I like that. Thank you. Wow. Well, thank you all for listening. I mean, this just, I mean, truly this could be part of like a 10 part series or something just talking about inclusion, but let us know what's been your experience in terms of inclusion and and with your friends and and why is it important to be included? I mean, we kind of touched on that sort of thing um, or that, that those situations um, in this episode. We will have in our liner notes links to Jennifer's Santa essay um, and a couple other essays relating to the importance of inclusion and living with a disability. Um, but um, be sure to um, check us out online. Send us send us your message, your ta- thoughts to our email is a couple takes on ms at gmail.com. You can also um, refer, be sure to uh, re- like, review, um, comment, share um, what your thoughts are on the podcast, what we can do better, or topics you want to hear us talk about um, through that, through the email. And also um, be sure to check us out on our website is a couple takes on MS at, I'm just rambling now, a couple takes on MS at gmail.com. And the website is a couple takes on MS.com. And you're rambling because I'm just sitting and just admiring (laughs) and I'm not helping. So I apologize for that. But it takes a village and I will sign us out. Please do. Please do. I was going. I will say thank you all for listening. Check us out hopefully in our next episode. And for now, I'm Jennifer Dickman and I'm rolling. And I'm Dan Dickman and I'm walking. And together we're a couple takes on MS. Together we're moving forward. Until next time, take care.